You're listening to Who Wears the Pants. This is Mike. I'm Chris. Chris, what do we talk about on this bullshit show? We talk about relationships. Like love. Sex. Butt stuff. Rock and roll. Anal. All of it. Beads. Yeah. Wieners. Yeah. Love. (laughs) Death. Family. (laughs) Kids. Friends. We talk about all of it, all relationships, whether it is a paternal relationship or an intimate relationship. Or a friendship. You looked so thrown off by that. That was amazing. I was perplexed because you normally, what we all do at the beginning of the show, is you'll have your headphones plugged in and you'll listen to the introduction. But obviously... Obviously, you know the length of time that the introduction is, so you just watched it tick down on the clock, and mm-hmm. I was like, I, I, I was your your wizardry. It ensorcelled me, Chris. I was <laughs> I was enthralled by your brilliance. It, so it wasn't brilliance. This tells you how much longer the music is playing. Shut the front door. Yeah. So once it got to that five second mark, I was like, Yeah, uh, I'm so done. happy. I'm so happy I ordered one of these Dude, because it was a mistake. This is hands down. The best piece of equipment that yeah. I bought. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm going to be square away because once convention season starts, man, I'll have my H6. So I'll be able to do floor mm-hmm. interviews with professional sound or professional microphone. Absolutely. And then I'll have my Rodecaster Pro for all my top-notch. Any sit-down shit. Yeah. The, so how much less editing you'll have to do because of this device? I feel like I want to believe you, but I also find that difficult. So what? Um, if you're just talking about a conversation, much easier. Why? Because I stumble over shit, people say, um, uh, So if you don't uh, like ums uh, and stuff, I don't mind ums and stuff. It uh, bothers me. It's a natural part of human interaction. It, it is, but they become too much, right? Like when you're having a conversation with somebody, I like to go back and edit my episodes because I just, I leave some of it in. Sure. But yeah, I cut some of that shit out just because it's, it's a waste of time and space. I don't, and then I don't have to do a lot of mixing. Mm. That's one of the best parts. So like, as far as equalization and all that goes... This this isn't they're not fucking paying for this by the way people um and there's one of your ums but as far as like equalization and all that goes I don't like the tedious part of editing I don't sure. enjoy it I enjoy the recording process I enjoy talking to people about it uh, I'll I'll share whatever I can with you know how how it works but I I fucking hate you editing. need a producer you need a, you need editing. a technician do, yeah, yeah I do. producer I do. for sure yeah but you have to be famous and wealthy for that. I'm not. Yeah, you're not. You're handsome. Well, your wife, your wife's hair is purple as fuck. Yeah, I dyed it. Right on, man. I'm very good. She was sleeping, and I said, "Listen, bitch, you are quite powerful. I know you are quite powerful." (laughs) So it's interesting. You and I were talking before the show. Today's subject matters is we're going to talk about social media and the implications of social media on your relationship. Now. Uh, forgive me for being ill-prepared, but there's a new documentary on Netflix. It's like the murder social of the dilemma. family next. No, mm-hmm. I saw The Social mm-hmm. Dilemma. That's a different documentary. Okay, this okay. is a basically about a guy whose wife and two daughters, pregnant wife and two daughters go missing. Yeah, because he killed them. Because uh, he absolutely killed them. And it's funny, my wife and I are watching it, right? And you see a picture of them at their wedding, mm-hmm. and he's fat. You see a picture of him on the day that it gets called the police that they're missing. The dude's ripped, right? He's in great, great shape. And I look at my wife. I'm like, well, he's fucking guilty. And and we just, we we had a laugh about it, but we get to the end of the episode and, and of course he did it. Yeah. Of course he did it. But the reason I brought it up is his wife was, and again, I don't know the woman, but the way it's presented in the documentary, she spends a lot of time doing live videos on Facebook and such for family and friends. And she struck me, my gut was that she was a narcissist. She was probably an unpleasant, very domineering person and drove this guy crazy. Now, this does not excuse at all. So he killed his kids? It's fucking horrible. Yeah. It's, it's fucking horrible. It's absolutely horrible. You have the testicular fortitude to say, listen, I I'm, I'm don't want to do this anymore. His new girlfriend uh, was in very great shape. He's having an affair on his wife. And she, she comes part of the cover up. She too. comes home from a bit. Well, no. No, she she fucking got him busted, right? She calls the police and she's like, look, I hope he didn't do anything. I hope his wife and kids are okay. That's what we call a fucking plea bargain. However... No, yeah, no, I don't. I watched absolutely. this documentary. I don't think this chick did anything wrong. I think she's just fucking somebody. Nobody can hear what you're saying. Hey, sweetheart, 
I need you to come over to the mic. That is not okay. So the information that none of that information and was presented in the documentary that my wife and I watched. Very, very interesting. Yeah, Tara's yeah. into all this fucking morbid. Oh god, shit. I love true crime stuff. But I do too. I could tell you all the true crimes. Do you listen to Dan Cummins' Time Suck? Time, yeah, I like Time Suck. But I honestly, if I could shout out one podcast, it would be Morbid. It's these two sisters who are fucking incredible, and there's no fluff. They get right to it. Morbid. Yeah. All right, I'm going to check it out when I get home today. Oh, it's good. And then there's also Crime Junkie. I like that one, too. But they leave me hanging so much. They do so many um, open cases, which is great for those cases, but... Gosh darn when there's no fucking ending. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm with you. It's infuriating. Well, so Morbid actually covers this one, and man, they get into the nitty-gritty. They do so good about their research. I'm listening to it today. Oh, I'm in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so this backstory, this fucking girlfriend is like, oh, no, we didn't have an affair. Nope, nope, nope. Well, it turns out he's being investigated for murder, so then she's like, oh, okay, came forward. Because the daughters were found in oil vats. Yeah, no, no, no. He, so he worked on an oil rig, right? He fucking kills his wife, takes his two living, kills his pregnant wife, yep. takes his two living children, <laughs> drives them to a work site and dumps them. But that's, I know, that's not what our show's about. But my point was she was super into social media, but I had no idea that the girlfriend lied to the cops. The way it's presented on the Netflix documentary is that she just, hey, I'm helping the police, Right. Yeah, so uh, the what what I basically understood from the information that I've gathered about it is she she may have helped in the transport of bodies. No, and this no, you don't think so? No, she's like turn my mic over, <laughs> you fucker. There's um, there's video footage for there's a surveillance footage from a neighbor where the guy actually never parks his truck in the driveway. Sure enough, on the day that his fucking family goes disappears, he pulls it into the garage and loads his garage and leaves early in the morning. Yep. Well, but the interesting thing about the documentary is that it is all done from police and social media footage. You can't jump like that. I. Oh my god. Shut up. Shut up. Just shut up. Actually, the girlfriend. I don't know if they do any of this in the documentary because I don't give a shit about that. But the girlfriend actually was Google searching some stupid ass shit, like how do married affairs end and blah blah blah, like stupid shit. Where they Google searched all of her stuff and did a full record search, and she was literally trying to get this guy to divorce his wife, marry her. Well, sure enough, he didn't want to divorce her and just figured he'd off them all, and then he'd get to have her. Right. I'd get everything to myself. I'd have my cake and eat it, too. But the, the, the documentary is done in a fashion that they show all of this social media stuff. My wife and I were watching it just as, you know, Gen Xers, and we were like, this is obnoxious. Absolutely obnoxious. It sucks being in what we're in. And not liking social media. For sure. But, I mean, communication is necessary. And I recognize that communication has evolved. Ergo, social media is a necessary part of what we want to do. But if your social presence isn't dom- isn't dominant enough, then your voice will be completely drowned out by everything else out there. No, it's true. And yeah. that is like so – it's you shitty ha- because your content might be a hundred times better than what else is out there. There's fucking – there's multiple instances where I've, I've listened to other shows and I'm like, dude, I've been doing shows better than this for a long time. Not to toot my own horn – I, don't, I think they're better. Other people might not. Fuck them. Yeah, I, I, I cannot. I mean, this is a different subject. But I, I, I cannot possibly put my finger on why some shows are successful and other shows are not. Now, obviously, there's a, a, a clear mark between a good and a bad show, sure. right? But some shows that are less well-produced, less interesting, less, you know, shows that shows that do that, that people still listen to. Uh, I mean, well, whatever. But anyway, my wife does not do social media at all. No Facebook, no Twitter, no Instagram, nothing. It's not for her. She has a LinkedIn account, but that is only because she's looking for a new job. Once she finds a job, she's out on, she's out on that as well but so for for my relationship social media has never been any sort of issue now if my wife i mean and there's no stopping her 
if she decided that she was going to open her computer one day and listen to the podcast that I do, that absolutely nothing's going to stop her from doing that. And she may hear some things that uh, she's not particularly happy with, but I also don't fucking hide it. I've been, I've been yelled at for things that I've said on the show before. Um, by your spouse. Yeah, by my spouse. Uh, but I... It's it's so weird because we've said this before, but it's we're we're sitting here, we're two friends having a conversation. Um, it's this it's this totally other thing though because we're like, you know what? It's a real thing. We share this with a lot of people. We sit here, we joke around, we fuck off, and people for some reason tune into it and listen to it. You know, we've got EB who's obsessively listening to it, and he'll re-listen to episodes. And there's some people in Virginia that love our shit. Surprisingly, thank you, Virginia. Uh, but. It, it, it's just bizarre because, yeah, you don't really think of, oh, man, what I'm saying is being heard by all kinds of people who are who are complete strangers to me. And I don't know. I'm not – it. I'm the same way, though. Like, if I were to sit down and have a conversation with those people, it would be more lighthearted than, we, than the conversations that we have, I think. But it, it would be the same, I guess. Yeah, see, I, I don't – it's funny. I don't have any concern or fears about what I'm doing or saying on the internet at any given time. I would be a liar if I said I didn't have concerns about things coming back to bite me in the ass. However, not so much that I am calculated about what I say. I don't say anything that... I try not to say anything that I would regret. Right. And I, I definitely say things that you probably need some clarification, what have you. But but I'm with you. I try not to say things that I would regret, although, I mean, it happens. I will, I'm also one of the people that's like, if you if you completely ignore the context around a statement, then your opinion is void. Like, you can hate me, you can demonize me, whatever, but I, I don't give a flying fuck because you've not taken the time to listen to the conversation as a whole. So... Are you and Tara open with your social media profiles? Yeah. So do you ever Absolutely. look at her stuff? And I have before. I have not in, fuck, a long, long time. A long time. And she's welcome to mine. Mine's on the computer and all that shit. Like, I think, I think transparency is important in a relationship. Like, as far as, you know, you and your significant other go, a lot of people use social media to fucking cheat or be skeevy. Snapchat, perfect example. That is fucking made for cheaters. And, like, we had Snapchat accounts years ago, and uh, our friends were all like, oh, get on Snapchat, get on Snapchat. We get on Snapchat, and I'm like, dude, this is literally just made so you can be a fucking cheater. Like, you post a picture, it disappears, there's no record of it. What else? That goes someplace, so there's a record of it somewhere, right? Oh, I'm sure it's in the Snapchat archives. I think there's, I think there's something in their disclaimer that they... They have some kind of rights to the photos and stuff that you post on there, which is fucking insane. But I, I think every social media probably has something along the lines of that. Or that they are now public and not a privately owned photo. I don't know exactly how that works. I'm not an attorney. but So can you give us an anecdote about a time that Tara was upset with you about something you posted on social media? It's... Oh yeah, come, come on, on down. Terrace coming down to tell She's the like, story. I'll tell it. I'm, I'm, you I are, got this. Somebody needs to shit on my husband. I'm in. Oh gosh. Well, no. Coming just back. like just like Chris said, um, when all of our friends were just in, just getting into Snapchat, it was something we were excited about and would make stupid little whatevers and send them out. But then when you have people who are interested in you. They can also reach out to you on that, and I think that's kind of where things got skeevy. There was one girl at Chris's work that I knew I hated instantly, and sure enough, she's posting bullshit, and it's not just to everybody. You can see who the messages are sent to, and so it's sent directly to Chris. Not only was she trying to get Chris to come out and party the night before, but then she's like trying to send these just woke up feeling cute bullshit selfies in the morning it's like okay fuck this we're we're out <laughs> that's amazing so this chick is sending snapchat photos to your husband yep we weren't married at the time that was uh yeah we were we were going through a rough patch anyway and this is actually right before we went on our little break 
And so this was kind of one of those straws that broke the broke the, the camel's back. And um, sure enough, what happened with that girl, babe? Nothing. So you're thinking of two different people. Well, yeah. <laughs> so the. Uh, the girl that she's talking about, she invited Tara and I to go to some bachelor or bachelorette party one night, and uh, this girl was... Wait, you were invited to a bachelorette party? Yeah, bizarre. Yeah, why invite This her? girl's trying to fuck you, dude. Yeah, probably. Yeah, without question. But she's like, you and Tara need to come out and do this, and I'm like, oh, uh, I don't think we're going to do that, and then, yeah, the next day, I get uh, Snapchat, and it's like, the hangover is real, and Tara's like, she just sent that to you. That wasn't like a, a public post, so she's like, she's, she's trying to get your business. And I was like, all right, fuck it. So we broke up for a little bit. And then uh, when we got back together, we did away with Snapchat pretty shortly after that. Just because we were like, hey, this is it's more of a strain on the relationship than anything. And I I, I wasn't doing anything wrong. I, I wasn't. Um, Let's tell the truth. We were both using it inappropriately on our break. Yeah, on the break for sure. But I'm talking about when we got back together, I wasn't doing anything wrong. I had a I had a friend reach out to me on it and you were like, What are you guys talking about? And I was like, Comic books? And you were like, Yeah, I'm not sure how I feel about that. And then you had somebody from work that was talking to you and I was like, What are you guys talking about? And you were like, Work and I was like, Yeah, fuck this. I'm I'm done. Like Snapchat doesn't need to be a thing here. So You guys are so passionate, it's amazing. It well, I mean, really is great. Here, I, I adore her. Like, she's a very, very special person. She's special to me, and I, I think that goes both ways. And Oh, you're special. And the last thing, the last thing that I want is to have something to overcomplicate our relationship. That's already, it's already hard. I mean, any relationship you go into with baggage, so then you add extra bullshit to that because you want more attention? Fuck that. Well, so that's kind of where we cut it off. Right. Well, and the the... The social or the engagement that you get via social media is it's 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 fake, right? It's not it's not real relationship. It's not real friendship. It's not it's it's not connection on any sort of intimate level, at least in my experience. So it's just an opportunity to see other people's lives as better than yours and to to look for something different beyond what you're already engaged in well it's hypersexualized on top of that oh really yeah i when chris and i first got together i was never huge on social media anyway but i would post just stupid crap just to get engagement and you know talk to people but when you really start to look at other people's lives and you look at unhappy relationships, you see a lot of people constantly posting selfies, constantly posting this or that for their own affirmations. And I just don't think that that's really appropriate in a relationship. I think you need to have that within the home, not put it out there for everybody else to interject into. I hate everybody else's opinions on my life. So I certainly do not need, um, to go ahead and put myself out there like that. If there are things that I want to remember, I use it more like a photo book. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to put this up there because in a year, this will be a special memory of, oh, yeah, I remember when we went and did that one fun thing. But I only update my profile picture if it's extremely dated. And I really only post like big monumental moments. because like, I'm pregnant. Yeah, exactly. And outside of that, I really don't do the whole selfie thing. I don't really like it when Chris will do that because it I do feel like it kind of feeds into unneeded attention and if you need that attention constantly like posting this is what I had for lunch and whatever whatever like you're really lonely and you got to engage in another way I get that in this time of crisis like it's important to engage but pick up the phone like don't don't put it online. You sound so old. People don't oh. use the phone anymore. I love a phone call. If you text me, fuck you. So, yeah. There's her Your wife stuff. is delightful. She is. She's wonderful. So, it's it's funny. Um, with with work, social media is a damning thing. Uh, like, if you, if you work a regular 9 to 5, there are all kinds of stories on the internet of people getting fired because of content that they posted online. And, like, there was a guy that I worked with recently who was let go because of something he was posting that was distasteful. And it it uh, painted the company as a whole in a very distasteful way. And it's like, dude, why? I understand that, like, 
we, we talk about sales on here. I don't mention the name of my employer. I don't mention, I, I don't say anything negative about my line of work or anything like that because I, I enjoy what I do. I, I work fucking hard. I work a lot of hours. I make great money. So I don't want to do anything to compromise that. Um, with that being said, like, why would you, why would you bitch about a customer or something at work? Or why would you be doing, there, there's people that do like porn as a side hustle and they get fired for it because it fucking circulates around their place of employment. And it's like, dude, are you making that much money doing the porn thing? Are you like, is it, is it worth losing employment opportunities over so i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna on the weekend i'm going to go to you know somebody's house in their basement and do a bunch of cocaine and blow loads and strangers yeah i'm in i'll lose my job over that you can't lose your job over that who's gonna fire you well i don't, I don't know you just said that people in the workplace no, people, do pornography as a side hustle and lose their jobs people do people do not in my workplace but so there was a i saw an article on this recently there was a woman who worked as a mechanic and she was like a relatively attractive girl and she was doing uh some fucking side porn by my pictures webcam thing yeah Yeah. and dudes that she worked got a hold of it she was being harassed at work for it so firing her at that point i feel like is almost a detriment to your company because no, you pull you pull the other fucking dickheads into your office and you dress them down and say, "Look, assholes, she's not breaking the law. She's you fucking leave her alone." You should, and that's what should happen. That's leave not, her alone. Well, that's it's sexual harassment at that point, right? Like if uh, if that girl lawyered up, I'm sure she could have had oh sure fucking heyday. Um, but I I think I think she was doing something with her uh, work attire or something like that. And at that point, it's like, okay, yeah, yeah, that's distasteful to your employer, and I would fire you for that. Yeah, you can't masturbate with your McDonald's visor. Exactly. Yeah, because McDonald's will fire you. Yeah, and I think that's fair. Um, so if you're in your work clothes and you're bitching about your customers or you're finger-banging yourself online, well, you got what you had coming. So can someone have uh, healthy, functional, normal relationships in modern society without participating in social media. Yeah. Yeah. I think the level of engagement that you're getting from outside sources would change drastically, but all in all, could you have a healthy, like, interpersonal relationship with another individual? Of course. Yeah, and I think that you'd probably be better off for it. You would be. The, the, the problem is, is we are trading for attention at this point in time. No, you're right. And it's extremely, it, it's like, it's lucrative. It's fucking lucrative. That's why influencers make shit tons of money through sponsorships because this person has done all this shit to get all this attention. And now you can capitalize on that and they can promote your product or service or what have you. It's, it's hard, man. Like, if a, if a sponsor came to us and was like, hey, we'll pay you a bunch of money because you've got X amount of listeners, I'd be like, done. Let's go. Yeah, no, I'm a whore, yeah, right? I, mean, I, would, I, would, I, I would absolutely take their money. Um, but what I wouldn't do is if they're like, okay, Mike, you can't say cunt anymore. However, I'd be like, I don't know, man. That's a good word. Yeah, I'm not going to be uh, censored in any way in order to get the money. But, you, but it's, it's interesting, though, because I, I certainly would – and and this does absolutely apply to social media, I absolutely do censor my participation on social media. But I also, when I'm interviewing somebody, um, because on social media, I'm concerned about blowback, right? I mean, I don't have terribly controversial opinions, but I generally try to keep my opinion to myself regarding politics because I am afraid not of backlash, but of alienation. I am afraid of damaging a brand because I expressed an opinion politically or socially. I just don't fucking participate, man. I just don't want to do it. That's so, uh, that's, that's a hard one for me. Like, if, if you have a conviction, you should speak on it. Well, sure. Okay. Uh, but 
everything in today's society has become so divisive and convoluted that I have difficulty standing up and taking a stance on something because I fear that 50% of the population will be violently reactionary and not understand my intent and take what I have said out of context or assume something about me. For example, if I say, I think we should pay lower taxes, someone's going to call me a racist. Sure. I just want to do it. I just want to fucking fight about it. Sure. Sure. But I guess the part of that that I struggle with is you've not said anything racist in making that state. Does it matter? That's exactly my point. My point is, is, and this is true of both sides of an issue on the internet, is that people will make an assumption. If you say, ah, you know, I really, you know, I, I, uh, I hate President Trump as an individual, but I support the policies that he's enforced as the president of the United States. You're a monster. A monster. Yeah. Now, and I'm not saying I do that. In, in fact, I don't want to get into a political thing, but I do not understand, especially after watching the presidential debate, how in good conscience a human being could vote for either of those two buffoons. Well, you I know what's get it. you know what's super funny about that is uh, they crashed Joe Jorgensen's site after after the debates. Really? Because so many people were looking for another option. So. That's hilarious. Well, this is that whole wasted vote concept, which is something that yeah, I... Yeah, if you vote for Trump or Biden, you're the asshole that wasted your vote. Exactly. If you're voting for the lesser of two evils, that's a wasted vote. If you're doing what you can to try to make the world a better place, well, then you should vote with your convictions. Like, whatever you believe is right, that's what you should be voting for. So yeah. if that's... One of, one of those two pieces of human filth will be the president of the United States, but I will not vote for either. There, there's a, I can't there, do it. There's a good chance that one of them won't be, though. Or there's a <laughs> well, no one of them will definitely not be the president. But there's a there's a chance that neither of them are. Oh, you're, yeah, because well, I mean, I don't want to get it, into it. Well, it could it could happen. Like if if people actually hunkered down and voted third party or something like that. Well, guess what? Everything changes. Yeah, and it changes in your favor because guess what happens in the next election? You have three evils to choose from, and then guess what? After that one, you can do it again, and then you have four. And then all of a sudden, we're breaking down partisan barriers, and you're starting to vote for individuals, and you have all of the power in the world to vote with your conviction based off of what an individual represents. Your optimism is very arousing. Good. Well, I mean, I I believe that wholeheartedly, and like that's one of the things that I'm super passionate about. I, I, I do not. I believe I believe in disengaging and apathy are now the way to participate in society. I want I want to the abolition of political parties, man. I'm yeah. all about that. Fuck your parties. They're bad. They're evil. If you if if you mean to tell me that one group can sum up everything that I believe and represent as a human being, you are so far off and I'm not going to adopt their group mentality in order to further their agenda. Fuck that. That's insane. That's what I got. Chris and I are just having a staring contest about who's going to speak next because silence is a weapon in conversation. It makes people so uncomfortable. It is. It's a, it's a weapon in a... Yeah, I, I, I tell you, I am, uh, I am glad that my wife does not in social media because I see in other people's relationships social media as a burden. Like, you know, I don't want to have to go on Facebook and wish my wife a fucking happy birthday. When you wake up next to her? When I wake up next to her, right? I don't, I don't need to do that. But there are people who feel a sense of obligation that if they don't do that, they're somehow bad partners. No, no, I don't want you to see what my fucking kids look like. No. Okay, so what's the word of wisdom then? That social media is an excellent tool for disseminating information, but doing serious, you you can't do serious, intimate, heartfelt, real communication on the internet. Now, here's a picture of my birthday party. Great. But you're not going to solve the world's problems 
by bitching about President Trump or Joe Biden on Facebook, right? You're not going to solve any serious issues with 140-odd characters on Twitter. It just doesn't happen, right? Human beings as animals are designed for in-person communication. And the technology is just, it's just not good for us. There's, there's an aspect to it that, that I think is helpful as a tool, but ultimately, I don't know, man, I think in 50 years, we're going to look back at this time and we're like, what the hell were we thinking? Oh, How for much sure. damage we did to people. Well, it's Generations gonna, ruined. It's going to be that or communicational change entirely. We will no longer be at that point interpersonal, but completely fake and social. Yeah, I don't know. I don't have any. I don't have any evidence. I just have my gut. But I just. I don't know. I just. I feel like that it is so vapid, right? You know, for promotion, for, hey, you know, I'm, I'm throwing a party or, hey, I'm doing a Kickstarter for this particular game or whatever. That's all great, but real communication doesn't happen. People will post article headlines that say X, Y, and Z happened, right? And then you'll see that headline, you'll assume it to be true, and you'll move on to the next thing, right? It, it just, it's so filled with just misinformations and falsehoods and, and, and it's heartbreaking. And then people present their lives in a fashion that their lives are so beautiful and perfect and together. And it's just not the case. No, it's very disingenuous or disingenuine. Yeah. Disingenuous. You're right. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. It's, it's not, um, it's not real. And that's, what's really hard. Like, so, the individual who was uh, who was let go for posting distasteful stuff, he was posting as though he he totally misrepresented like his ability and what he did at work. So he was posting like he was a twenty car guy. In actuality, he was a twelve car guy, and like that's the sort of thing I'm like, dude, your fucked up attitude. People are going to then come into this business and think that your fucked up attitude is reality and think that that's somehow something that's going to make them successful in it. And this, this is where I'm perplexed, though, because people have always done that. That guy 30 years ago would have been no different. He would have lied about his success as a salesperson. He just would have said it to coworkers over drinks as opposed to putting it on the internet for the world to see. But when you're saying it to a coworker over drinks, they know your ability if they're working with you. So you say it to a stranger over drinks. Say it to a stranger over drinks. Yeah, I mean everybody embellishes. But the 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 difference is is your that your reach at that point in time. This dude had three hundred thousand followers. Why? He, what did he do? Is he, he good looking? He was uh he did a bunch of video game shit. Ah, okay. Um, and then on top of that, he would, you know, post, oh, this is what I do at work, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, dude, so let's say out of your 300,000 people, 10 people get into this business and are damning to it because they've adopted your fucked mindset. What have you actually accomplished? Well, you've further soiled an industry that's already struggling that's a good word soiled well i mean it's true though like every here everybody looks at car salesmen as like these fucking sleazy people i'll tell you what man i work with a bunch of great fucking dudes like great human beings they care about each other they care about their families like they're good fucking people like they look out for each other they'll buy you lunch if you're struggling dude they'll they'll go out of their way to help you and that's that's the shit that people don't see and don't understand and stuff like that. And people that don't have that mindset don't last in the place that I'm at. Like, if you're not going to be a team player, if you're not going to look out for the guy standing next to you, you're going to fucking fall off. So it's that whole fall in line or fall out concept. And, uh, like, 
that's that's what my industry needs more of. Like the car industry needs more of that. You need to know that the person that you're buying a car from is genuine, that they give a shit about getting you into something reliable that's going to treat you right. Or, yeah, a vehicle that'll suit your needs, basically. Um, and that they're not just trying to fuck you. Are they making money on you? Yeah, that's their job. Okay. Is that bad? No, because it's their job. Yeah, because when you go to a restaurant, right, and let's assume you're going to a fast food place where you don't pay a gratuity, those people are still making money off of you. Yeah. Their job is to provide you with that service, and that's how they make their income. They just aren't making a commission. Well, if you look at a retail markup, it's like 50%. Um, so 50% of what you're paying is retail markup Sure, in, but, in most but, businesses. But but 95 to 98 percent of that 50 percent is already spoken for before you've ever walked in the door of course of course but my my point though is so you're you're okay paying that but you're not okay paying a a three percent markup in a car right well it's just people that's obscene because the your industry has a reputation as being you know villains and it it, sure undeserved not i mean i don't know but the thing is is that people just they go into what it is that you do and assume that you're a bad guy they do and again that's one of the big problems with the internet i mean it took generations for the automotive industry to develop the reputation that car salesmen are bad guys. But now with sort of the superficial engagements of the internet, we can, I mean, you can change the world overnight. I mean, you literally impact billions of people's of opinions. That's powerful and scary. It is. And I, I guess that kind of lends to my point when I'm saying when you're, if you're speaking negatively on your industry or, representing it poorly like you've done it a huge disservice right well and i guess that's really the thing that's the crux of the situation with social media is that you are representing your brand you what you think how you feel what you believe and unfortunately your workplace used to not know that your neighbors used to not really know that information unless you shared it with them. But now we're putting everything online. Of course you're going to lose your job over stupid shit that you posted on the internet, not because you said it to your buddy, but because potential clients can see that information. No, no, we had clients call and complain about this kid's videos. Wow. Yeah, yeah. That's that's what undid him. So somebody reached out to the owner and was like, hey, what the hell? Yeah. And I'm, the owner was like, dude, yeah, that's I'm, not that's not us. Yeah. I hate it. I'm sorry. Yeah. But he's like that he's like, that's not what yeah. we do here. I don't have any control over what these guys say. So then we had a meeting and he's like, you know, I feel like this should go without saying because we're all adults here. But uh what you post matters. And if you're posting about this business, don't don't be a shit. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the I think that's the real word of wisdom is be quite cautious about what you're putting on social media. Just, just take a second thought. Just take a moment and be like, nah, you know what? I'm really crapping on my boss right here. Maybe I shouldn't do that. And if you do need to crap on your boss like that, text your buddy. Or talk to your boss. There's a lot of fucking power in that. If you say, hey, I don't understand why X, Y, or Z... Can you, can you help me to get my mind wrapped around but it? But that's not confrontation. That's another issue with social it, it media. Doesn't, it doesn't have to be confrontation, though. But I, I, okay. So when I say confrontation, I don't mean a debate. I mean the, the, the true sense of I am confronting an issue that makes me uncomfortable to confront. People don't like to do that. In fact, face-to-face communication is being further impacted negatively by social media. It is much easier for a person to go online where they have supporters, where they have followers Mm -hmm. and say, this shitty thing happened, whether it's true or not true, right? Yeah. They get, you get to do that. It's easy. Super easy. It's fucked up. Why? I guess if you wouldn't say it to somebody, why would you say it? You know what I mean? Sure, because you can. 
So I, I, I can do whatever I want. I can develop a, a cyber spine, right? I can say and do whatever I want, provided that we are not in the same I, room I love face you, to face. I love that you call it a cyber spine, though, because you've you've said exactly my point. It's not fucking real. No, it's 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 not. It's and, pretend. Yeah. Just like your 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 bravery at that point in time then is pretend. Right. This person did not have the courage or maturity to go to their supervisor and say, I am dissatisfied with this thing at work. So what they did is they went on the internet and blathered. And unfortunately, they were fucking stupid because people called their boss and complained about it. Right. So don't do not do that. Don't. Well, this, see, so in this particular instance, the individual was bitching about customers. Wow. And I'm like, dude... Those people pay your fucking bills. Right. Like, there's no getting around that. They pay your bills. Yeah. So, how fucking bad are they? Here's it sounds you, like they're pretty great. Here's what you bitch about customers. is behind closed doors, in to the office, co-worker. with a coworker, yeah. not on the internet. Yeah. That's, that's where you bitch about your coworkers. And that's where you bitch about your customers. And that's where you bitch about your boss. That's just what you do. You don't put it on the internet for the universe to have forever. Yeah, it, it's fucking, it's retarded. And the same thing with your affair. If you have an affair, you do what my wife did. You don't engage in social media. You don't use your fucking cell phone. You just, you keep your shit analog. If you're going to cheat, go analog. Fucking write letters. Yeah, you'll never get caught writing letters. No. Pretty sure that happens. I'm pretty sure people have been caught. Uh, fine, 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 letters. fine. Go go to the library, pick up a book about basic espionage and drop zone, you know, you know, dead drops and that sort of thing, and just do sort of this really cool sort of cold there's, there's war this, era. There's Eastern this like block. easier thing that you can do though. Snapchat. Don't fucking do it. <sighs> See how simple that was? Life is boring, Chris. It's not. Life, life is boring. Is, life is already. Infidelity is the spice of life, Chris. It's <laughs> variety. Is it? Variety is love. Variety. Love is, is life. Love love is life. Yeah. Ergo, variety is life. Is that is is that what you do? Uh, no. What do you mean? You don't fucking you don't go and experience variety. You're not running around on your old lady. I have all sorts of girlfriends, man. Like seven. Yeah. Oh yeah. I have yeah. to go see three of them this afternoon. I yeah, figured for sure. as much. Yeah, yeah. For sure. But yeah, but they don't text me, right? We do the whole we do this weird carrier pigeon thing. It's bizarre, and I'm covered in a lot of shit, but it's effective. You're covered in shit no matter how you cheat. Yeah, it's true. And even if yeah. you're not the cheater, but the one who was cheated on, then you're covered in shit. My neighbors think I have a chicken coop, but uh, it's a rookery. Pigeons. And you're like, oh, and then fucking an eagle swoops by, grabs it, and eats its face. My fucking dog, if I had a, if I had, if I had a rookery in the backyard. That'd be badass. My dog. I mean, you, should, you would never. I'd have to kill him. The dog, yeah, for the sure. pigeons. No, the, the dog. I mean, I can't <laughs> cheat on. I can't cheat on my wife without my carrier pigeons. So yeah, I need these fucking pigeons. Could you imagine? <laughs> could you imagine? You you get into carrier pigeons knowing full good and well that you're going to use them for the purposes of cheating, and then you have to get somebody else on board with having carrier pigeons. Yeah, and then then you have to train these pigeons in front of your spouse. Okay, what are you training these pigeons to do? I just think it's fun. Messages to the apocalypse. Yeah. What if what if the world ends? I'm preparing for November third. And that, that person's not gonna ask you uh who else has carrier pigeons? Because that would be my thing. I'd be like, well, who else is using them? Nobody? Sounds yeah, like Yeah, there's you're somebody stupid. on the other other end of that phone, right? Exactly. Yeah. There's somebody on that line. So then you would have to have a buddy in on it with you. I don't know. That's, That's too much work. You see hookers. Because you pay them. For discretion. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you do pay him to go away, but discretion, right? Mm. We, uh, we were talking about that at work recently. We were eating lunch and I, I, I don't even remember how, but somehow hookers got brought up and I was like, do you know what you pay them for? Because I was like, I'm going to use Mike's anecdote now. And they were like for sex. And I was like, no, you're paying them to go away. Yeah. I wish I could take credit for that, but that was a very famous Madam Cindy Biddle Barrows. Mm. Yeah, she said, men don't pay women for sex. Men pay women to go away. Well, there we go. So yeah, word of wisdom. Shut the fuck up on social medias. 
You know what I did through the debates? What? So you watched them? I did. Fuck me, man. It was, it was magical. It, uh, it was it was uh, so heartbreaking, so demoralizing. I see. I thought it was hysterical. I I told Tara before I turned it on. I was like, "This is going to be so fucking funny." And as soon as I turned it on, it didn't disappoint. I was laughing. So then I just started posting quotes from it. Okay, because I'm like, these this is fucking this is a gold mine right now. This is a comedic gold mine. So I start posting things from it because I'm like, this is so funny, so funny. So I'll post one thing that one guy says, post something that somebody else says. At one point, at one point, Donald Trump said to, I don't know if it was to the mediator or to anybody listening. I'm, I'm, I don't know. It was funny as fuck though. He's like, he said stupid bastards. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, you're a fucking 70 something year old man. And you're tattling on this guy like he's another four-year-old just like you that said a potty word. Yeah, I'm I'm just I'm grow just, the fuck up, dude. It's it's embarrassing. It was hysterical. And people are like, the whole world is laughing at us. Yep. You deserve it. You deserve it. Like we deserve it. Yeah, because get- we've played into this for long enough that this is what it's come to. You're welcome. Like, you did this, I did this. He did it. She did it. Everybody fucking did this. And here we go. This is what you fucking get. Yeah. It's sad. It's funny. Because right now people are wallowing in the fucking world that they've created. And they're like, how could it be like this? Well, you're fucking dumb. And the guy that did it first said, don't fucking do it this way. Because it won't work. And here we are having it not work. And people are like, huh, hundreds huh. of years later. Yeah, hundreds of years later. Okay, we had the prophet George Washington say, "Don't fucking do, don't, don't do political parties. It's it's stupid." And everybody's like, "Oh, let's do fucking parties." George Washington was a slave voting racist. Ergo, invalidated. Okay, did he was he right about being a racist and owning slaves? No, was he? No, he was not right. <laughs> was was he right about? Don't do these political parties? Yes. Was he right about meddling in foreign affairs? There, there, look, man, you can't have nuance Border anymore. Line There's no nuance any longer. Fucking there profit. is no nuance. There is villain or hero, and he's in the villain category, period. He's a hero. Villain. He's in the villain category, he's Chris. A hero. You I know don't what's funny? You. Nobody's ever believed they were the villain. Ah, I've been the villain. Nobody's ever believed that they were the villain. Everybody's a hero in their own story. Nah, I've really, really been a bad guy a lot of times. Have you now? For sure. I've done some shit stuff, man. For sure. Deliberately? Yeah, yeah. We all do fucked up stuff, man. We all do fucked up, selfish, Every, shitty stuff. Everybody does shitty stuff. But does it take away from any good stuff that you've done? Sometimes, a little bit. Um, have you have you broken any of those things that are just... It's It's like the, did you kill somebody? No. Now, did you did you go against your own word? That sort of thing. Sure. Yeah, I've broken that. my word before. Everybody's broken their word. But have you, like your core beliefs, your core values, are those things that you've betrayed? I've never murdered anyone. Okay. Never raped anyone. Okay. So you've not done anything that was abysmal. You've just been a dick. Yeah. Yeah. But if George Washington may have been a dick... Doesn't change the fact the dude was a hero. Yeah, see, this is this is precisely the kind of conversation I'm not having that I'm not comfortable having because this is on record. And <laughs> I will say something that may come back to haunt me. Sure, sure, yeah. sure. Yeah, now I mean I'm gonna I'm gonna say something very controversial. So I just, you know, out of the other side of my mouth, I just because someone has bad things in their past does not preclude them from doing good things or having wisdom. It just doesn't. Because we all do bad shit. We all do. You're human. Yeah. You're going to do something awful. But, like I've said this on the show too, and I stole it from Russell Brand, and he stole it from somebody else. But Russell Brand, like married to Carrie Petty Russell Brand? 
Katy Perry, yeah. Katy Perry, what did I say? Perry, Katy, or something. Okay, like whatever. That. The the point is, is that yes, that I, that one. I I cannot abide any human being who puts their dick in Katy Perry or a human being who lets Russell Brand put their dick inside them. You I would, can't do it. You would put your dick in Katy Perry? No, she's not my thing, man. She's kind of gross. Hmm. She's not my thing. I'm a T Swizzle. I'm I am Team Taylor. Okay, that girl's a basket case. Uh, she is also a brilliant musician crafter of song no she is she absolutely is anywho what he said was uh judging somebody like you can judge you're allowed to judge and you not doing something that you're judging is what gives you the ability to judge it so can you judge somebody for murdering raping owning slaves anything along those lines absolutely you can because you're not doing it if you're doing it well then no you can't fucking judge them can't you do something wrong, though, recognize that that thing is terrible, and then judge other people for doing the wrong thing that you have done? Yeah. Have you turned away from it? I hope so. Because if you're continuing to do it, then no. Well, the answer is no. That's a that's a hard and resounding no. But if you've turned away from it and repented of it, I suppose, then, yeah, you can pass judgment on it. You can be like, dude, that's fucked up. I've done it. It's awful. Like, what what what's one of the things that really speaks to people? It's experience. So if somebody's experienced something awful and then shares it as being awful, what 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 power does that have in helping somebody else to not make the same mistake? Well, I think I think certainly the the victim of a crime talking about the impact of that crime in potentially persuading uh, or I should say persuading potential perpetrators to not engage in that activity. What if, what if, certainly very what, if it, what if it was a perpetrator? What if it was somebody that was like, hey, man, I fucking, I went around kicking puppies, and I saw not only the pain that it caused to the puppies, but to the families of the puppies and stuff like that, and what was left in the wake of my carelessness and just absolutely horrendous behavior was nothing short of abysmal, and I would not wish that on this world, and I would absolutely tell you not to make that mistake. I, I, I must believe that that occurs. And, well, it absolutely does, and that's what I'm saying. It's just, it, it, it's, it's a powerful thing to, you know, be somebody that was shitty and not do it anymore and try to encourage people not to be shitty like you once we're. I have to pee. Okay, well, we're, we're done anyway. We're, well, we're done then. I'm going to go, here's your, I'm fucking pissing.